0: When the church is in action, when the church is operating like the church is supposed to, there are there is the love and the light and the hope and the grace and the forgiveness and the message of the gospel that gets spread all over the world. And even this morning, without you even thinking about it, the profits off the coffee you, you purchase here at this church is providing... Christmas presents for orphans across the world. How many of you are amazed at what God can do through people in Jackson, Missouri if we just let the Holy Spirit do His work? Amen. I love the church. I love the church of Jesus Christ when it's being the church of Jesus Christ. Amen? I love you here on, and I love our online campus. By the way, can we just give it up for the online campus right now? And encourage you to download our message notes off of any of our media outlets right now. And I want to say a special hello to some who are watching down in Florida and our hearts are with you and we love you. And many around the world are, are watching us today and we send our love out to you. Uh, listen, I love the church when the church is in action. This, uh, I shared this last night, the night of worship. My heart got grieved yesterday. I was in the gym and I was in one section of the locker room and there were some boys over in the other section. They didn't see me. They didn't know me. I don't know them. And, and I mean this with all due respect, but I heard one of them talking about, you know, how he grew up in a certain church, very strict with rules and doctrines. And and uh, he said, it just turn me against God It turned me against it. And and now he's uh, making money and going to college. And he was talking about his uh, his choices with these other guys who were talking to him. And he made this statement. Here's what broke my heart. He made this statement. He said, I'm living for myself now. And I just believe if I live for self, everything else will fall into place. To which one of the other young men who were with him said, yeah, I understand, my dad's a pastor. And then as they were getting ready to leave, they said to this other guy, bro, you got your head on straight. And my heart was grieved because I was thinking, is that really what life is all about? Me, myself and I and everything else just kind of falls into place. And maybe you're in this room today or maybe you're watching online and, and maybe you've had some negative church experiences. And here's what I want to say to that that group of young men and I want to say to you, don't blame Jesus for a bad church experience that was messed up by humans and not by the Holy Spirit. Don't blame God for bad teaching, don't blame God for bad attitudes, don't blame God for humanity. Understand this, that when the church is in alignment with Jesus, That's when the church becomes a place of acceptance and love and grace and forgiveness and healing and hope. And I want to tell you that the answer to the world's problems, the answers to loneliness, the answers to racism, the answers to hate, the answers to greed, the answers to self-centeredness is the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we think less of us and more about him and we receive God's forgiveness and God's grace and God's healing and God's hope, I'm telling you, I'm not against the church. I love the church because it is God's people, fallen as we are, finding the grace and the power of God transforming our lives. I wonder how many in this church today would say, thank God there's a church here this morning letting lives be changed and transformed without judgment as we're all trying to seek the face of Almighty God this morning. Anybody glad you're here? I love the church when the church isn't thinking about themselves, when the church is focusing on Jesus. Because then it's not about us, amen? It's not about us, it's all about him. It's got to be less of us and more about him. And so today what I want to do real quickly is I want to share with you a little bit about what the church in action looks like. Then we're gonna look at what God has done in 2023 and I'll cast a little vision for 2024. And listen, 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 don't run off because we're gonna end the day together on our faces before God asking him to move among us just like he did when he birthed the church on the birthday of the church found in Acts chapter two, and the day of Pentecost. If you want to take your Bibles or grab your message notes and together, let's go there and let's see what happened in Acts chapter two. You were with me last Sunday. You know that uh, this is 10 days after the ascension of Jesus. Jesus has ascended to the right hand of the Father. He has given the work of his church over to his followers. They went back to Jerusalem, got in an upper room and began praying because they needed the power of the Holy Spirit to do with them what they could not do in and of themselves. And here's what the Bible says. Look at what happened next. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. Shout, they're all together. All together. Just like I told you last week, they're positioned, right? They're, they're taking advantage of these gatherings with other believers. They're praying and seeking God together. And then suddenly, everybody shout the word suddenly. Come on online campus, put that down in the comments. Suddenly, uh, circle that in your Bible, suddenly a sound like a violent, watch this, this is so graphic, listen to the detail here. A violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were staying and they saw, somebody shout they saw this, See, 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 before I go any further, remember this. This Acts is a history book. Luke, the physician, is writing a detailed orly account of what he has researched. This is not metaphorical. This is not symbolic. He is not lavishing anything up. This is a concrete historical account. They literally saw a manifestation. Something amazing happened. It grabbed their attention, look at it. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each one of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were Jews staying in Jerusalem, devout people from every nation under heaven. Where did these people come from? These are Jews who were sent out during the dispersion after the Babylonian captivity Jews now lived in many countries. And why are they in Jerusalem? Well, according to Jewish law, three times a year in three of the festivals, and Pentecost was one of those festivals, Jewish men were to come back to Jerusalem and worship at the temple. So the the Jerusalem is filled with devout Jews, Jews following the law of Moses. And they're coming and they're in the city. And watch what happened. When the sound occurred, a crowd came together and they were confused. Why were they confused? Because each one heard them speaking in his own language. And look at this. They were astounded, astounded and amazed. And look at what they said. Read this out loud with me. Come on, congregation. Look, aren't all these speaking Galileans? Stop for a moment. Why is that so important for you to know? Well, let me say this the best way I know how. These are Jews speaking about other Jews, but they're from a region called Galilee, Galileans. And the way Galileans were known, the best way I know to say it, I'm gonna say this very respectfully, these would have been considered country bumpkins. All right? Galileans were looked down upon by the other Jews. They were looked down upon because of their accent. Every once in a while, somebody likes to still make fun of some of the words I say because I'm from Kentucky. And they'll say, oh, but listen, I'm not ashamed for being from Kentucky and I'm not ashamed now to be living in misery." Now Missouri, all right. We're all in this thing together, amen. (laughs) But they would listen to the tone. They would listen to their accent and they were classified as uneducated and uh, they were looked at as being um, uh, uncivilized. They were country bumpkins. And people would make fun of them. And they were amazed. Why are they amazed? Because here's what they're saying. Watch this. Look at the verse. And they were all amazed. Each one of them said, look, aren't these all Galileans? How is it? Here's the question. How is it that we hear them in our own native language? In layman's terms, what they were saying was, how can they be speaking in my language when they can barely speak their own? They're amazed these, these, these Jews, these disciples are speaking in other languages that were real literal languages, but they were languages unlearned to them. Now listen, look at verse 11 and we hear them declaring the magnificent acts of God in our own tongues. What did they hear when there was, it wasn't gibberish. It wasn't just tongues going everywhere. No one knowing what in the world's being said. The people there in the crowd that day, they were hearing the magnificent works of God. They were hearing about Jesus who died and was buried and rose from the grave. They're hearing the gospel in their own languages. And look at the verse 12, read with me now. They were astounded and they were perplexed and they said to one another, and here's the whole reason God did this, is to bring them to this moment. I'm gonna hit more on this next Sunday. They brought, he brought them to this moment. What does this mean? I want to tell you something that when the church of Jesus Christ is lined up in a a missional alignment with God and we are positioned and God begins to work through us, if we are in the right position, God does a work that those outside of the faith look at and they're astounded and they look at who God is using and they come back saying, How is this happening? I don't know about you, but that's exactly what I want our community to say when they watch what God is doing here at CPC. I want them to say, that preacher's not that good. I've heard him. That church isn't that good. I know some of them folk could go over there. I want them to say only God could be orchestrating what's happening down there at that church on Deerwood Drive. Can I get a witness from somebody? Listen, this is what happened in the early church. And there's three takeaways that I want you to grab from this because, uh, and we'll get those in a moment, but here's something I need you to understand. Uh, When these Jews are there and they're devout, they know the scriptures, they know the Old Testament. When we read about what happened on the day of Pentecost, we see fire, we hear thundering and rushing wind. We hear all these people preaching the gospel. And for us, it's amazing all by itself. But to a first century Jew, this would have been incredible because we look at it and we just got caught up with the fire and the tongues and the, and the wind, but the Jews would have seen something you and I wouldn't have never caught. This looks exactly like what they were taught in the synagogues about something that had happened hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years earlier. Back on there first Pentecost. By tradition, the Jews look back at the day when they were in the wilderness, just came out of Egypt, and Moses was on top of Mount Sinai, and God gave Moses the 10 commandments and the law of Moses as that was their first Pentecost. And what I want to show you real quickly is if you went back to Exodus 19, Exodus 20 and read about the day God gave the law of Moses and birthed the nation of Israel on Mount Sinai and you look at what happened in Acts chapter 2 when God birthed the church, look at the similarities. Look on the screen. On Mount Sinai, they heard the thundering power of God as the mountain thundered and it quaked. And in Acts chapter two, in the upper room, they heard the violent, rushing, mighty wind. On Exodus, in Exodus, they saw fire on the mountain. And when those disciples went down on the streets and out of that upper room, the people saw fire land on top of each disciple as they were anointed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, in Exodus, they heard God speak in their own language. They've been, they've been for 400 years as slaves in Egypt, having to speak Egyptian. But on Mount Sinai, God spoke in their native tongue of Hebrew. And now you've got, you've got Jews from other nations speaking other languages in Jerusalem. And everyone heard the word of God in their own Language, God gave his word on the mountain, written on tablets, but in Acts chapter two, God fulfilled the prophet uh, Jeremiah believes words that said, I will make a new covenant with you and I will not write my word on tablets of stone, but I'll write my word on your heart. And that day the word of God got written on the hearts of the believer. On on Sinai, that's the day God took a group of slaves and made the nation of Israel. Watch this, watch this. On Pentecost, God took a bunch of sinners and he redeemed them through the blood of Jesus and he birthed his church. On Sinai, the mountain was full of God's presence. Everyone could see the presence of God. When the people came into Jerusalem on Pentecost, they saw believers, Filled with the spirit of God. Listen, I'm telling you, when you hear a Russian wind, you see fire landing on somebody's head and you hear all these people speaking in multiple languages and they're all praising Jesus, you would have said they're filled with something. The skeptics said they were all drunk with new wine, but Peter says, and I'll show you next week, they were filled with the spirit of God. In Exodus, after this, when they got to the promised land, the priests would begin a new tradition. Every Pentecost, they'd take two loaves of bread with new yeast in it, representing that God's given them a new, uh, a new covenant and a new land. And you would look at it and say, Why two loaves? The answer didn't come until Pentecost with, uh, in Acts chapter 2, because salvation now and the Holy Spirit is given to two people groups Jews and gentiles and every one of you here today ought to give god some praise you watching online you ought to put your hands together and thank god for acts chapter two because that's the day the holy spirit came to bring the gospel to people of all races so that all who call upon the name of the lord shall be saved and we can be saved now because of the gospel is now for everyone amen Amen. hallelujah for the gospel Now, we're gonna quickly exegete this passage and I'm gonna show you three big takeaways, three big picture things I want you to see. I don't have time to get down in some of the nitty gritty that you may want me to. That'll come later but today, three big takeaways and here's the first one. Here's what I want you to see and why this is so important. You see a church here being birthed and a church that's gonna become active for Jesus. What can we learn from that? Why is that so relevant for us? Because when you look at this, here's what you see. Number one, write this down. You see that God empowers ordinary people who are in position and ready for God to use. Think about who was in that upper room. Peter was in that upper room. An old loud mouthed fisherman who had just betrayed the Lord. Who was in that upper room? James and John. Two young men, brothers who were nicknamed the sons of thunder, they just soon call fire down and consume you if you disagree with them as they were to give you the gospel. I mean, Jesus had to do a work on their spirit, amen? Who is in the room? Andrew, who you couldn't get a word out of him. Who's in that upper room? Thomas, a man who had to see it to believe it. Who's in that upper room? You got an accountant, a businessman. Who's in that upper room? You got old laborers and fishermen and zealots. Who's in that upper room? You've got women included. And women were never included in the first century writings, but they are in the Bible because God says they're just as valuable as the men. And God wanted you to see, listen, watch this. There were just ordinary people, blue collar, white collar, men, women, people of all backgrounds and all all kinds of lifestyles and past, and all of them are in the upper room. And guess what? God took all this diversity and he made them one. The only common denominator they had was that they all loved Jesus and they were all together. Together, enjoying fellowship, positioned in a fellowship, on their knees in prayer, waiting for God to move, and then look at verse uh, chapter two, verse two. What's the first word? I had you circle a moment ago. Come on, online campus. Suddenly. Suddenly, God moved. You know what I love about God is that uh, He can move when you least expect it. And some of the greatest works God's going to do through Connection Point Church, I dare say will be him working through things we didn't plan out in advance. Do I believe in planning? Do I believe in preparing? Absolutely. Jesus said, if you want to build a tower, do you not first sit down and count the cost? Make sure you got enough to finish it. At least people mock you when the tower is unfinished. I believe we're to do all we can do. But this is then you put yourself in position. And just like this church did, and you get on your knees and you say, God, here's all I can do. It, we're going to fail though if you don't show up. God, will you work? And when you're in position and this is your spirit, this is your heart at all times, God can work suddenly without any warning. God can move through a people who are in the right position. Amen? You buying a cup of coffee, you don't even know it, you're blessing a child in Belarus. God can work through us in ways we never even hoped or imagined if we'll just make sure that we have our heart right and we're in position and we know that God can use people just like us. Don't you know there are people in this room today and watching online that say, I don't know if God can use someone like me. You need to look in this group and realize the people in the upper room that God birthed his church with were people no different than you. They were people just like you and people just like me. Look at your neighbor and shout. That puts us in pretty good company. Amen. That puts us in pretty good company. Number two, listen to me. What you see here is that when God empowers his people, watch us, watch us. We testify about Jesus. Jesus. It all becomes about Jesus. See, a people who know will fail without his anointing or a people that when he moves, don't take any of the credit for it. Can I say that one more time? When people realize that they'll fail without the anointing of God's Holy Spirit and they position themselves begging God to work through them, when God works through them, they will give Jesus all the credit because they know it was never about them to begin with. Last night in our night of worship, we sang a song and in the course of the song, it says uh, uh, more about him and less about me, more about him and less about me. And that ought to be the theme of every one of us through this new year. God, I I want it to be more about Jesus and less about me. And I promise you this, when the Holy Spirit begins working through us, you'll brag about Jesus and less about your personal preferences. Because it's not about us, it's all about him. And we get amazed and we get caught up in the awe that God would use ordinary people like us to give testimony to Jesus, amen? That's what you have here in verses three to 12. I mean, listen, they didn't get up that day and go, hey, I think here's what we'll do. We'll get up and go down on the day of Pentecost and we'll go out in the street and let's all start preaching. Mary, you preach in Spanish, and Joe, you preach in Portuguese, and you you over, you, you, you preach in French, and everyone am looking at like, I don't know any of that, all right? Well, we gotta learn it overnight so we can do it tomorrow on the day of Pentecost. They didn't plan it, they said, and by the way, I believe at the end, 3,000 people are gonna get saved, amen. That's not how it happened. It happened by men and women who were so hungry for God to use, they're on their face, their position, they're encouraging each other, they're taking advantage of the fellowship, they are praying, they're saying, God, we're gonna fail without you, but God, we want Jesus to be magnified. It wasn't about their glory, it was about Jesus' glory. And all of a sudden, suddenly God moved. See, number three is this, you gotta write it down. And this is what I believe God wants to do. You see, God wants to do a work, do more through a people than they've ever imagined he could. Look at the person beside you and say, God's gonna do more if you let him than you ever imagined. You hear me, online campus, God wants to do more than you've ever imagined or hoped for. God wants to work through. You see, they didn't know how God was gonna work. They didn't didn't plan out the day of Pentecost. They didn't know how that was gonna work. They had no preface for how God was gonna do this. They were just ready. How many know if you take the reins off of God and let God just be God? and you just get before him and get open and willing and vulnerable and say, God, here's my life, here's my marriage, here's my children, here's my career, here's my finances, here's my gift sets, here's my time. God, I give everything over to you. Here's my church involvement. God, I'm going to make the most of the weekends. I'm going to make the most out of building relationships with my church family. I'm going to get in a group. I'm going to serve. I'm going to grow in the Bible. I'm going to read the scriptures. I'm going to pray. I'm going to I put my faith in that, God, I give it all to you. How many know that if that's your position, God will do more in and through you than you could ever ask, hope, or imagine? Amen? We have a prayer around here, and it's a prayer I'm gonna ask you to pray with me. It's something I say a lot, and I'm asking you to join me. Write this down. Online campus, pray this with me. God, do a work through the people here at CPC that only you get the credit for. How many want Jesus to get the glory and not us? Amen.